entered the Crankle Jungle at full stride, mentally. We had to get to the crystal before the figures in Casser's vision, or anyone else. There were so many traces of the monstrous beasts. Their destruction. Their leftovers. Other crystal delvers who came so close. We escaped a few fights with sure-footedness and found... The ruins. Or... Ashes, I should say. Ashes and bone. You could almost feel the dry heat of the flame still. Callisto found where her father lay. I told her how, in my hometown, the wind takes our dead to every corner of Incendium. This pleased her. Then, there was a disturbance. A monster of bone and ash, a remnant of the corruption that killed her clan. With a blood-red claw, it struck me, and I felt my chi wrestle with the poison. The cloud of blackness surrounded me. This is how it happened. This is how I died. <gasps> it's nearly dawn. I see the waves. The tide has pulled them closer to our camp than promised, but we're still far from getting wet. Our camp, yes, I remember. After our boat was beached by a freak storm, we made shelter under the hull in sailcloth. R.K. was here yesterday too, but he left. No longer after the crystal, with his new entourage. The wildflower tree that Callisto weaved still stands colorful. How can something so beautiful be made so wicked? I should wake the others. We head into the Grangle Jungle this morning. Hi, everybody. You guys know me. I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm here with the group. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, everybody. Let's go ahead and start with introductions. Let's go ahead and start with Rodeo. Oh, hello. I'm Rodeo or Maxwell, and I'll be playing Caster, your lovely Azamar Grave Cleric. Uh, Jace. Hi, I'm Jace. I will be playing Caustic, the Human Keeper of Memories. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, and I will be playing uh, Callisto, the Tiefling Druid, who is doing surprisingly well, all things considered. We'll see how long that lasts. Dust? Hello, I am Dust. I will be playing Finn, the Bard of Creation human. And last but not least, Z-Man Ultra. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm going to be playing the Zerith, uh, Zerith, the human Sorry. monk, um, who is a little shaken, not stirred. The Zerith, I like that. Um, also, for a little, little uh, kind of, I, I know I call you like Zerith, I do call you Z, then it's like Chris, and then sometimes it's like Z-Man Ultra. The Z-Man Ultra thing, I, I did to you. Yes, you did. Mm. Okay, so I don't even know where that came from. That was from our second pod, like a 
tryouts because I remember that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So, um, we had a bit of a bit of trouble last last game. I think we ended up needing to scrap that. Um. So, if you're if you've listened to the recap and you're freaking out and and you heard about the dream, you're in the right place. This is still the next episode. Um. But we we felt it best to do some some really cool stuff with it this time. So not to worry, we're still at the shoreline. We've just woken up. Um, you know the birds are chirping in the background. Of course, I'm going to add all the sounds in the, later. But um, you guys are hearing that that kind of rough shore bash up against the stones. Is is the it's kind of got like that nice moist uh, humidity uh, mixed with like the salty air. Um, you can kind of slightly smell the crustaceans in the mist. You know, kind of like that very oceany kind of punch to it. Um, but you're also mixed in with a little bit of evergreens. You guys have some really, really large jungle trees here. Um, some heavy moss mixed in with that smell. Um, you've got a bit of decay as like the tree leaves themselves slowly decompose into the dirt. Um, so it kind of creates this this very interesting smell to it. Um, from there, I'll let you guys take it off, and we'll just continue. Gods above, I have missed the smell of dead plants. Oh, I'm glad you're up, Callisto. Oh, um, hey. Would you mind waking the others? I have some glass working to attend to before we head off into who knows where. Sure. Yeah, that that's totally fine. You okay? Uh, yeah, just a nightmare. Um, just, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know. It's just strange being by the shore again. You can feel it on the beach, but I'm missing that waves crashing against the shoreline. It's a little too familiar and also just foreign enough, foreign enough to be unsettling. I think that's where the dream stemmed from, anyway. Alright. But I promise I'm alright. I'm ready to head into the jungle today. Okay. Forgive my neighbors. Okay. I'll take your word for it. And Callisto will go around and just quietly nudge everybody awake. Uh, Caustic is probably already awake packing things just quietly trying to get everything tidied up quickly so we can book uh, get out of there as quickly as possible well, yeah. the first thing that Zara is going to do after talking to Callisto is set up his little uh, glass making furnace with his alchemical tempering stone and try to get it hot enough so he can actually do something before we leave He'll be attending that for the rest of the uh, beach time we have. Finn right. would be up as well playing like his flute since he doesn't have a, a lyre. But as he sees Callisto walking around, uh, he, he'll he'll stop and like realize it'd be like uh, it's about time. Like we're getting ready to leave. So would there be like? Broken boards from the board, uh, the the ship around. Oh yeah, I'm gonna grab one and and bring it with me. Okay, any size particular? 
Enough to, like, if I swung it, it would do some damage. Okay. So so you're looking for, like, um, like a full board or, like, a half board? Something like a, like, like a club, maybe? Yeah, I like a so. club. Yes. Give me a quick uh, investigation. Uh, let's see how close you can get to, like, a, a weapon size. All right. Investigation... Seven. That's a seven. So, I mean, you'll find something a little clunky, but it, it's going to be nice and, and thick, and it'll hurt when you smack somebody. It's a little on the heavy side, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, I think if you use it, it'll just give you a disadvantage. Um, as, as long as it doesn't weigh more than 30 pounds, it, it should be good for... No. Okay. Then, yeah. It, it, that's, uh, that's what I need, a heavy... A piece of uh, ship. That's what I, I, I I'll put it in my inventory. Thank you. When Caster awakens, uh, from Callista waking him up, he has he looks groggy, but then um, he'll he'll sit up, <coughs> clears clears throat, and um, Callisto with the jungle. What? Can we plan on running into so I can know what spells I should prepare? Uh, poison. To be quite honest with you. I'm oh, sorry. Poison. I would uh, poison maybe. Um, uh, anything that probably isn't ice, but even that. Just be prepared to kill things. Honestly. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I It would be easier for me to tell you what not to expect than what to expect. And then when she's going over this, by the way, out of character, I don't remember if we did this at the end of the last episode or if we did this at the beginning of the original this episode. But um, <clears throat> Caster will notice that she doesn't have the flowers in her horns. And he'll he'll look to her. Are are you okay? What? Oh, yeah. Your yeah. flowers are gone. They're, I know they're very important to you, so... They are. They were. They continue to be. But... I found a better use for them. And she kind of points over to the tree that is now completely just wrapped with wildflowers and in the center is just her little garland of roses. Castor will nod. It's quite beautiful. Thank you. Well, I'll be here praying and getting the help that we need for the jungle. Is there anything you need? I know we're going into the jungle, which you haven't been into a while. Um, is there anything I can do? Um, I think I'm okay for now. I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But honestly, I don't know what I'm about to walk into. So there's no way I can prepare for it. I'm just gonna see what happens. I suppose. Okay. But thank you, really. Of course. And you'll see him take out his prayer book, cross his legs, you no, know, light up a little bit of incense, and kind of start praying for his spells. 
I think at this point, Callisto would go and kind of sit off, not by herself, but out of your shot of everybody else. So, for all of you, probably just after that time, you guys are going to get a small headache kind of brought on. As if it's coming from, like, the back of your eyes. You know those headaches where it's just like, if you stared at something for too long, it's just really painful. So when you close your eyes, you're trying to get those reliefs. Because, you know, it's what everybody does usually at first. Um, let me know if you don't. Um, I'm not trying to take amnesty or, or like, control of your characters or anything. Um, but if you do, um, there'll be a flash. And you'll see a group of seven people moving their way through this jungle swamp-like area. You'll, you'll hear kind of the the cause of the bird, maybe a couple of things swinging through the trees, maybe a couple of leaves falling down. You'll pass through there. You'll come to like the edge of this water and you'll hear the sloshing of it as if people are trying to trudge through the liquid itself. Uh, a couple of coughs actually as they do this. And then you'll notice very gnarly, gangly hand, very thin and, and bumpy around the, the fingers with really large, almost claw-like fingernails grasp around this crystal. And then you guys will flash back. Um, and that headache will be gone mostly, still slightly there. That was painful, but not nearly as much as it was. I'm going to, yeah, going to look towards uh, Caster, see what he is doing. Uh, he just, if Caster also had this vision, he just kind of shakes it off a little bit and goes back to praying. Um, around the time of this headache. Um... Everyone except his error will hear his error. Um, like, shit, 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 shit. As he's like trying to rotate and, and stop part of the glass work that he's working on from breaking off. He manages to catch it. Um, he looks <laughs> around to Finn, maybe? Finn, you with us, buddy? I realized my mic was muted, so sorry. Got that part out. Uh, he, if he had, he heard you like saying that he would rush over and be like, "Is everything okay? You didn't burn yourself, did you?" Oh no, I was mostly just embarrassed that I swore. I had a little bit of a, a mind pain. Um if that makes any sense, and I lost my focus. <laughs> he, he acts like he uh, never swore before, but back when we worked at uh, the bakery, uh, if he ever dropped a pie, it was um, like he'd suddenly made port. Of shoot. Um, mind pain, does that mean you had a vision? Did you see the crystal people running through water 
Caustic's gonna not only caster. I thought that did Caster tell you about his vision? Do you know I saw something I got the same kind of feeling that you that you describe and thought you may have saw what I saw. Caustic is gonna do the like creepy hand that like they saw in the vision, like we did this, right? On it one of these. Yeah. Callisto kind of blinks out of her... She's just been staring into space. And says, Oh, fuck, we all just saw the same thing, didn't we? That's either really good or really bad. Caster will close the spellbook and stand up. You all saw that, too? Uh, I, I think this time we did. I thought it was just a memory from my nightmare, but not that the nightmare was anything significant. It was probably just a coincidence. No, we all saw that. I, I she cast a glance over the entire party. I uh, so that I think puts us, assuming it's a vision, uh, much like. Every time, I, I think that puts us on a, a timetable. Uh, so, Caustic's like suddenly kind of looking around, making sure everything's more packed up. Uh, I, I hate to rush. Is there uh, is there a stopping point you can get to, or is this a project that can be wrapped up quickly? Um, actually, well, I had myself planned out for just as long as all four of you needed to prepare your spells. So, but I could use you for the last part, Caustic. If if actually during that time while you're kind of contemplating on on needing to have a really rough time schedule, um, rodeo caster, sorry, you're usually the one who's used to those kinds of things. Go ahead and give me like a, a straight intelligence roll. Let me see if you can pick something out of the the spells or the pick something out of the uh, dream itself. Go ahead and do that with advantage. Eighteen with advantage. Um, the vision. Um, was somewhere around dawn, like uh, the sunset, just at that amber height of sky. Um, with it being this early, you've mostly got the day until this, this vision happens. So it'll happen at dusk, you mean? So sunset? Yeah, sorry, dusk. I apologize. Okay. Um, I hate to rush you, but if that vision is accurate, with everything I pushed through in my mind, we have until about dusk until it comes through. Would I recognize this location, Corey? Go ahead and give me a quick investigation. Totally. Uh, so a 13, because uh, you have advantage. Um, I'd say you're about four hours away from your home place, um, which is also only an hour away from where, what you believe the description of where the crystal landed. So in total, about five hours away from your destination. Now, here's the downside for you. You know, you have to go through the swamp of the great alley 
and you have to worry about also potentially needing to go through your home village to get to your destination if you're heading in the direction that you think you're going. Copy. Okay. She thinks for a second and says, it's not all that far away. We've got a little bit of time, but we should probably hurry it up. It might take us longer to get through the jungle than it would you. We're not experienced at navigating such terrain. Nevertheless, I'm not arguing. I'll wrap things up as soon as possible, which would be now. Uh, um, But um, again, Caustic, if you could come here. I have something to show you. Oh, uh, sure. Just, uh, I'll be right back. And I'll, are, are we walking away? Or are we, like, just still at your little uh, beach at furnace? The, at my little beach furnace. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. And then we just turn and we are now facing a different direction, but still, like, five feet uh, away from everyone. Okay, so... I apologize. I'm a bit distracted because this is the final touch, and um, he takes the 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 long tong out of the um the furnace, and then he kicks the furnace quickly with his sandals so that the tempering stone dispels and it starts to to cool off, so there'll be no more fire. And then he's he brings out one of the the vials of um. Vile, vile, the vial of vile black ooze, um, from the uh, the fighting zone of um, uh, Bem- 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 Bemathon, Bemathon, the Lich, Bemathon, and um, the uh, the sorcerer that was fighting him. Do you remember this, my friend? It was a remnant of your father's creation. Uh, if that's what you want to call it, then sure. Well, I found a nice way to get rid of it. (laughs) And he's going to, um, I'll, I'll dip the, 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 the figure, which looks like a, a, some sort of plant structure at the end of the, the, the tongue still attached to the glass nub. And he's going to, Pour the vial over the glass. Now this ooze was bitterly cold. And so what that's going to do is to the glass, it's going to cause it to fracture and splinter. And it's going to create this nice ornamental effect. And then he's going to take a paintbrush for some chemicals beside him. And he's going to start painting on some gold lines on the leaves of this glass plant-like structure. And he's going to hold it in his hand, and he's going to break it off the stem. And he's going to hand it to you, Koss. So Caustic will watch all of this in, like, kind of confusion. Like, just, like, patient, like, I'm not sure what's going on. And then just take it. It's... It's magical. I used the, uh... The bit of the Codius crystal that you gave me to make it. In effect, it should be able to lend you more power than you're typically allotted during a day. Um, it's eucalyptus, or shaped like eucalyptus. 
they're remarkably hardy in uh, hot environments and wildfires. It symbolizes a new beginning. And I just thought the last time we went into a forest with our group, we nearly lost you. And you said that if you had a little bit more power in the form of spells, that you could have saved yourself. So here's hoping this does something. Call uh, Circle kind of smirk. Uh, not to be too pedantic, but you did lose me in the forest, if we're going to be truly technical. Uh, but thank you. Um, is the... Sorry to jump out real quick. Is the slime thing dead? Like, did the ooze, like, burn up, or is it still there? I'm sorry, refresh my memory of the slime. Uh, it is... I believe it is of Zalem. Like, Zalem and uh, the Lich fought, and there was a little piece of Zalem left that... Uh, Zare then kind of motioned my hand for the vial that Zare had for the ooze and just try to scoop it back up. Yeah, Zare will hand it to you. Um, guess it didn't quite get rid of it, but at least a part of the destruction of your father remains with that eucalyptus. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, and... Honestly, I can keep studying this, but um, let's. Uh, uh, Caustic is going to like their shirt that they've been wearing is like already like ripped and torn up, so they're just going to rip a sleeve off of it and actually rip both sleeves and kind of like make like a makeshift necklace from the sleeve and like kind of make it like pendant, basically. Oh, um, there's one more thing, and he reaches down and he has a roll of paper. I used some of the acetone that I used to clean the glass to remove your signature from the guild charter or soot signature or Leovold signature. I thought you might want to re-sign it. Uh, Caustical smile. I don't know how much this will affect things magically, but <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Uh, and uh, Caustic is going to kind of uh, just take a quill that they probably have on them and just kind of scribble just something random, uh, which would still be caustic, but they just don't have a signature yet. So essentially, an X. When you correct the sheet, it will... So there's going to be a weird thing that's going to occur. At this current time, you can write on it, but next to it, blinking in a certain kind of script, it's kind of like a fade-in, fade-out kind of magical script, uh, it will have, in mostly common, 
guild charters currently unavailable? That's... Hmm. Okay, that's something we're going to have to deal with in a bit. Um, sorry for the delay, everyone. Are we all ready to, to go, though? Pastor, you've, you've prepared everything. Callisto, uh, we're ready to go. Yes, everything is prepared for me. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd like to lead the way, but I don't know where I'm going, so Callisto, uh, you would do us the honor. As as that was happening, if I could, just, just one more scene here. Um, Finn, what are you doing currently whilst, you know, you've got Callisto and Caster over there kind of having their private conversation? And then kind of uh, adjusts to that, you've got Xur and, and Caustic also kind of having their private conversation. What would you be doing during that time? He would uh, kind of be looking at the rolled-up paper of uh, the one that uh, Lady uh, Pe- uh, Lady Pesca gave him that, that showed where, like, I believe the words were his heart's desire. Mm-hmm. Just not not looking in it, but just like thinking, just thinking on it, holding it, and just like kind of lost in his own world. It's going to react a bit. Um, you're going to get this urge from it. That there is something just behind the tree line on the right side of camp. Almost like unconsciously, just, he'd start walking to where the, like, the feeling was leading him. I didn't give me a perception check real quick. With advantage. Alright. Perception. That's a 20. It's 23 now. So, you're gonna look around once you get to the... This This pretty much is a dead end. You know, you're a couple, like, trees away from where the bathroom area once was. But, as you're looking in some of the branches, you're gonna notice a sight. One that you guys haven't noticed before. There is a blue intricate leer laying in one of the tree limbs. He'll slowly hold his hand out to like grab it, but he'll stop like right before he does and yell out to everyone, uh, I found something back here, and uh, I may maybe we want to look at. Caster, <laughs> Caster will immediately get up, very proud of his friend Finn for these actions, and come over and see this very. Do do all oh, this? Caster, see it, Quarry, or is it something? No. All you uh, see is a tree branch. I don't see anything, Finn. You don't. You don't see a liar. No. If I. I'm looking Caster's at you. Gonna, maybe. Sorry. 
Cash is gonna put his put his hand up and feel <laughs> feel Finn's forehead. See if he's got jungle fever. Does he feel all right? He feels fine. Doesn't feel like he's got a fever. All right. Nope. Um, I'm I'm gonna reach and grab it. Then, like I I I have no other options now. I tried the normal way. You'll just see Finn kind of reach out and kind of grasp into thin air. Um, like like he's almost playing around. Like it's a <laughs> like nothing's really there for you. But Finn, for you, you touch it. It's it's solid. It's real. You can pluck the strings. Which, here's the weird part, because you don't hear anything, but if you were to, like, strum the strings, you can hear the music, but you can't see the instrument. Can I hear the music? I can hear it? Yes. Caster is going to sit down crisscross applesauce, um, draw some symbols in the dirt, and began ritually casting the tech magic to see if Finn's playing a trick on him. Um, so you definitely feel the presence of magic. There is a faint sheen over it, like a protective layer of something. You can't see the direct outline. All you see is like this oval, um, very near to the shape of it, but you're not able to discern anything closer other than the fact that there is something of magic within that sheen. Finn, are you playing a trick on me? He, uh, he, like, his eyes are closed. He does not hear you. He is, like, goes to a full-on, like, song, like, playing it. Just lost uh, once more in his own world. But you see, like, a very big smile on his face. Do me a favor. Roll me, um, a performance. With advantage. That's a 20. 21? Yep. 19, so, earlier in the campaign, you and Z heard a song. It was very eerie, very strong, but beautiful. You're actually able to replicate that song with this instrument. I, I remember this, this song. It's quite beautiful. You're not playing a trick on me, are you? No. Uh, I, I can't I see anything in your hands, is why. I can just see a faint outline of magical something or other nearby you. Why well, now, of all times, would I play a trick? Because I, you like playing tricks. No, I just felt a, a pull to this area, and I... I don't know. I Well, hold on to it. Whatever it is, be careful. And let's go get the other boys and leave. I have something that I need to do with you and Zareth and Caustic before we leave. What about like Callisto? Are you just going to leave her out of this? That's, that's well. My spell can only target a few people. And she's the toughest person I know, so she doesn't need it. 
Uh, you know, it's not good to start a relationship and already excluding her. Caster's going to blush a little bit and grab Finn by the collar and pull him along. Finn, as you're being pulled, you're going to hear something. I need you to stay calm. Do not let anyone know that I'm speaking to you. Do you understand? Yes. Good. Just know I'm with you for now. When it is time, I will tell you more information. You'll find a free time. Find yourself in silence, alone. We can speak more then. Thank you for your understanding. Might be a bit before that because a lot about I feel a lot's about to happen. That is fine. No, you are not alone. I don't know who you are, but thank you for this gift. It's been a long time since I've actually been able to play. I will explain all in due time. Now, just it, I don't, it probably won't like I don't know if he'll see it or not, but Finn like nods his head and just and like stops there. You guys may continue. Sorry about that. Caster will um, find the the uh, caustic and um, and Zareth, and he'll uh, he'll notice all them, and he'll grab his symbol of Demeter, do a quick little prayer in celestial, and cast. Actually, hold on. Uh, da, 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 edit. Ooh. Cast this at third level on the three of them. So for the next eight hours, they will each have an additional 10 hit points and 10 maximum hit points. Ooh. Oh, oh. Don't know what you did there, Caster, but I definitely felt it. I feel like I could j- jump a ravine. Uh, I guess there's no more time to waste. Well, Zareth would have understood the prayer said something like, Demeter, give my give my friends uh, vitality and life so that they may be protected in this life and the next. Something like that. I understand. Thank you, Caster. Yes, of course. I rather like this feeling. Uh, just quick before before we move on, he's gonna hold up the lyre. Can y'all see this? No one can see it. All right then. Move on. Callisto says, "From like." A good 20 feet away. Are you guys starting a cult? You're all standing in a circle chanting. No, I was making sure that they're strong enough to survive the horrors of the jungle. 
I, I don't remember chanting, so there may be a problem if I was in there chanting. That was your boyfriend. I notably don't have one. Sorry, how is your fiancé then? Don't have one of those either. Shall we go? Not yet. I'm ready. Oh, I was about to, like, caustic turns to look at Finn, like, okay. All right, uh, Callisto, uh, please lead the way. I'll follow. And Caustic will kind of actually, unless stopped, walk slightly beside uh, Callie to still be in the front, but not leading. All right. All right. Caster will walk behind them so he's in the middle because he has auras that he's prepared just in case. So he wants to be able to cover everybody with auras if needed. Can I get a 1D100 from somebody for the day? Callisto, Callisto, Callisto. You're leading. Please be a good number. 42 or 69. Damn it. Hey, so that's close. double. That's double sevens. That's good. It's not sixty nine. Good. It's over. It's, it's over. Just remember, they're different every time. Yes, that's true. One D What would happen if we rolled sixty nine? Nice. We have before. Everyone, everyone would say nice, and then look up what it is. Everyone says nice. We move on. Um. So. As you guys meander through the trees, kind of through the foliage, you guys eventually hit a, a kind of thick, I want to say thick and mushy ground. Um, but eventually as you continue going, the water will soon kind of pull up to about your shin area, probably just below your kneecaps. Um, it is stagnant. Um, you guys are getting bit by mosquitoes all over. Um, red bumps, the whole nine yards, they are just taking to you as if... You're the local delicacy. Um, can I get a perception from everyone? Totally. Yes. Waving around at the mosquitoes there is also going to mark um, Callisto with Perendi's bond. Giving her and me um, plus one to saving throws and attack rolls. Hey, you! And Zara's going to take up the, the back behind Finn, if that's okay. That's fine. So let's see. Finn and Zer, you two will notice the, the bodies. Um, Zer, it's, it's eerie. Um, almost somewhat an exact replica of your dream. Uh, there are a few people kind of floating face down. A few that are well over there, up there, and around there. Um, if you catch my drift. There are a few that just look horrible. They've been here for a couple of days. Mold is growing on them. <clears throat> and the waters are kind of reclaiming them. But there is going to be one thing notably different that Zer is going to catch. The tree in your dream that somebody had been laying on. Well, 
No one's there. There's something strangely familiar about this place. Callisto, is there any possibility that this is a feeding pond? Would I know that? Yes. Um, you were in the lair of the Great Alley currently, which is um, something that has been kind of a, a, a demographically argumentative thing between your people what this thing is. Um, you guys know it's it's kind of old. It's about as old as the dinosaurs. But you can't tell if it is an alligator or a crocodile as it shows characteristics of both. Um, and it is probably about four to five times larger than them. I don't mean to sound grim or evil, but I think we should make these poor souls, or bodies, these contain souls, of use to us. See if they are carrying anything that may be of use. I would uh, vote against that. This, They are in a, as you put it, a feeding ground. Us going there could only, might aggravate whatever right. was trying to feed. I would oh. actually... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I would actually bode a, uh, for taking the bodies out of where they are and putting them in one place. Because if we put them in one place and then we leave away from that place, it's entirely possible that the creature that lives here, we called it the Great Alley. Um, we're not entirely sure what it is. It's a whole thing. It might go for the bodies. I hate to say that. That sounds really dark if, and if sacrilegious. If you go for the bodies but... without us moving them, we can... Exactly. I, I, if we just get out of here, because I, I'm going to look around, do I see a giant alligator? Give me a perception. Or a giant crocodile. Okay, can I also roll perception? You may. Okay, cool. Oh, baby. That's, that's an extra one. <laughs> that's an extra oh, one. no! We're fine. And that's 24. So, Kestra, you're not going to see anything, but you do hear a bit off the beaten path. Um, there is some large sloshing in the water. Um, <clears throat> you might hear a, a faint uh, voice uh, kind of calling out for help. Caster, you see his head cocked. Which direction would it be? Um, probably off to the left. See Caster's head cocked to the left. I hear sloshing, and someone's calling for help over there. I'm sorry, I was distracted by the overwhelming sound of mosquitoes. What? Caster, I know what you want to do. But they, they could already be gone. Also, We'd be risking a lot to deal with this, and we got more to do. Look at how it handled these people. <clears throat> I make much to put someone out of their misery. We can at least afford them that. After all, they are helping us in a manner. Um, I, I, I hate to be grim, but I agree with Finn. We need to get out of here. That person's making a racket. Uh... Good enough for 
caster to here. I think we need to move on. We are at a competition here, unfortunately. As it interjects, you guys will immediately hear more verbal sound of, I need help! Caster starts going. Is that a voice that any of us recognize? Not with the tone, no. Very okay. similar accent. Maybe somebody from a very similar place, but the tone I, itself, no. I'm, I'm not going to, like, try to, like, grapple stop you, but I am going to kind of, like, put a hand on your shoulder. Caster, we cannot save everyone. If we get injured, or if something happens trying to save him, and that we can't get to the crystal... I don't know that that's worth it. I think we need to move. That's our priority. Everyone, but we could save someone for a change. Or we could just save the crystal, like what we're planning to do. We, we can't. I cannot risk the mission for one person. And I would expect that that would even go for me. If I fall behind, just go. Just we, This is what is happening. We, I expect you would know that I wouldn't do that to you either. I know you wouldn't, but I want it. That's irrelevant. We, please, Caster, please, we do have to go. And I'm going to, like, start looking around at literally anyone to, like, back me up. Sarah's going to look at Koss, and he's just going to go, Koss, it could be a, a fallen tree that we could lift. It could be a root that's tangled around them. We could save somebody. They might not be in four pieces. And, um, sorry, sorry, Zara is uh, somewhat disturbed and keeps looking at a particular tree trunk on the opposite side of the path. Um, he grabs Cossack by the arm and says, um, Something has changed here since last night. I don't uh, expect that to mean anything to you, but I think we should at least see what the poor soul's fate is. Paul Six gonna sigh, uh, pull out their spear, and then kind of motion with the spear for Caster to lead the way. Caster will lead the way, but first he'll, well, as he's doing it, he'll look back to Zareth and give him an appreciative nod. Zareth very, looks very sullen. Very disturbed, like butterflies. How dark is this it in guy, here? I can go twice. It's, sorry. How I'm not muted. Shit. <laughs> 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 and we add that to bloopers. <laughs> How dark is it, Corey? Um, I wouldn't say it's too dark. Um, the the roughage, the foliage from the canopies are making light a little bit harder, but it's it's kind of like inside a house with very few windows. It's not dark. You can see your hand in front of you. You can see things on the table. It's just not well lit. At, at this, Finn's going to cast like snap his fingers and four globs of light will appear and it'll be dancing lights at a low light so it gives a little bit better light for over caster who's ever leading behind who's ever behind him who's ever behind the next and 
and so forth till four with four orbs. I imagine Callisto's keeping pace with Caster, just to make sure that he is backed up by someone who actually knows this area. You're muted, Corey. As you guys make your way through, and of course, I'm sure you're probably taking your time. You don't want to just like rush out, um, especially after the discussion. Maybe I, I'm not sure. Let me know if that's different. Um, but you'll find yourself eventually coming to this this area. There's a little bit of movement room, um, and there are bushes kind of heavily up in front of you. This one tree has kind of been uprooted on the left side and is kind of tilted to the right. Um, up in the trees, you can get to see somebody uh, covered in just mossiest nastiness. Um, they're kind of clutching their side that is bleeding profusely, and they've got a half uh, half of a long sword that they're swinging at this rather large alligator that is is kind of cracking the tree, pushing it over, trying to get at this humanoid creature. Um, the the only I think distinctive features that you might be able to point out is they've got a very kind of like angular face and long pointed ears, um, an elf perhaps. Does the alligator look injured at all? Yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> well, kind of. So it's got some fresh uh, cuts on it, some on the legs, some of the paw. It is bleeding in some of them. And then you start to notice the amount of spears and broken weapons kind of staggered in its hide. Um, maybe weapons from old battles past. Uh, How I, far away is the, the tree and the person and the alligator? About 25 feet from the group. I'm going to try something. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion on the person to make it look like it's a bigger target, like a... Let's see. Let's see. Let me see an image. Like it's an even bigger gator. So it makes it... Well, that's that's going to be hard. And the reason I say that is because Minor only Illusion only works in like, what, a five-foot square, I believe? Yeah, my um, okay. This then, alligator sits in a fifteen foot square. Gotcha. Then scratch that. Um, on a scale of like one to dead, how dire is this guy bleeding out? You've seen wounds worse, and you've healed them. I've seen wounds worse, and I've healed them. Yes. Um, I'm gonna use my action to um, use live vicariously to move my mark from Callisto to the injured elf. So it has ended on Callisto, but it is now active on the elf. Plus one to saving throws and attack rolls. I'm actually gonna have the alligator see if it can strike it while we're figuring the plans out. Because it is nipping at his feet. It will miss. So you'll see its large gauze kind of climb up over as close to his ankle. It'll clap down and it'll push back down as the weight of its body. Um, almost can't hold it up the tree and the tree will kind of like crack a bit and fall about another two degrees to the right as the roots uplift underneath the alligator. Uh, 
Caster will turn and say, it looks like somebody was hunting it, and it looks like now would be the time to strike to save this man. We've hunted it before. Let me try something. Um, and Callisto, I don't know if I can do this, Corey, so tell me if I can't. Um, but being of Tiefling heritage, I have access to thaumaturgy. Would I be able to use thaumaturgy to make a sound behind the alligator and have it like emanate from that side? Because I think it says I can do that, but let me check. I mean, you could. Um, roll me, just roll me a free nature check here. Cool. Will do. So nature of nine. Uh, plus three. Um, from history, your people leave this thing alone. You would give it you know, a certain smaller creature every so often to make sure it wouldn't come into your lands. And your people kind of had an understanding about it that it was dangerous, but you didn't need to outright hunt it. No, you guys would defend yourself. It would attack, of course. Um, the only issue is this, that... <clears throat> It was most of the fighters in your your tribe that would deal with it if it did. Um, it is death. Um, it only does anything by the way it, it feels things and it sees things. And its eyesight is horrible, but it has tremor sense in the water up to a certain feet that you know of. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I, in that case, knowing that... Um... I'm gonna do the thing that it also says I can do, which is I'm going to cause a minor earthquake underneath it, and maybe behind it if possible, but just uh, okay. small tremors in the ground. Let's see here. Let me roll. Literally says it in the spell: <laughs> harmless tremors. Yeah, harmless oh. tremors. Wherever you hit those tremors, it acknowledges it, its head kind of tilts a bit, and then you see its gigantic tail lift up and smack down wherever you made those tremors. A large splash will hit as, as that mucky water just kind of flings everywhere. Dirt goes over um, the bushes, some of the group members, um, all over the elf. Um, kind of as tastes it, a little rotten. Sorry, as, as it turns... Um, and, and I can, I, I mean, I know what an alligator looks like, but I'm not sure how closely this thing resembles an alligator or if Zare has seen an alligator before, but would, would, um, I be able to, um, to, to recognize where its ear holes are or like where its sensory organs are on its head by the structure um. of its I'm going to say no. Okay. And mostly that because the reason it's mostly deaf is from a birth defect. Oh. Okay. Um, so I'm going to aim at its head with a glass tipped arrow mm -hmm. and my bow. And as it, as it turns to, to, to look at the, the, uh, where the tremors came from. Um, look in quotation marks um, and it leaves it, the flank of its head open to us. I'm going to aim straight at that flank. Um, okay. and Here's what I'm going to do for you. Sure. 
Would you guys like a little bit of a roll of coal? If you get yeah. above a 19, you'll strike it in the eye and deal triple damage. But? But, if you roll a natural 1, you'll hit the elf. Okay, I'll take that chance. <laughs> so it, it is, like, actually, like, leaping out of the water and getting close to this elf, right? Yes. From what I understand? Okay. Then um, I, I think it's worth um, trying to save this poor guy. Um, I don't... Oh, I do have my bow here. Nineteen, nineteen, nineteen. Twenty-four. What is that on the die? Uh, oh, on the die, that's a sixteen. Yeah. So that will hit eleven piercing. Um, it will pierce the hide. It'll shatter. Um, it. So it's not a critical. It definitely hits the alligator. You see it. It kind of pull back a bit and kind of bite at the, the rest of the, the, the like shaft of this thing, cracking the arrow. Um, it is essentially somewhat bloodied at this point, um, but it is not dead. Um, it will kind of leave the trunk a bit and, and lower its body down to where you can only see like the top of its nose and its eyes as it uses its tail to wrap around the tree and try to constrict as you then start to hear the bark kind of crack and break and the tree gives another three or four degrees. It's baby it's maybe hanging above the ground about twenty feet now. Um this elf getting um a little bit more panicked as he grips his side a little bit more. Maybe some pain is coming through as the tree jolts down a little bit. Should I go go get him? Don't go near him. I can fly. Because it can feel you. It can feel me fly? That's a better point. Maybe go for it. Caster, Caster will take his action and sprout his radiant wings. Do not lose another mm-hmm. hand. We don't and have somebody to bring you bring a hand back. So it's 25 feet there, so he'll fly over and put his arms around the guy and go up five feet. Roll me a quick stealth roll with that. Oh, that's not one of my uh, my good rolls. We'll see. So, ten. Um, you kind of grab him, and just as you do, the, the tree trunk will actually give way. Uh, the tree trunk will pull out from underneath him. You'll be in the air holding him. He'll be kind of, like, dangling. But once the tree trunk hits the water, that alligator will rush to where it last remembers this guy. And it will kind of bite down on the bark, almost splintering this tree in half. Look a little confused. Are we running? But that's my turn, unless we're just going to let me run away with him. Well, we're not quite in combat, so feel free. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fly back, and on top of it as we're flying back, I will use 
healing hands on the man, which will give him seven hit points. All right. You'll see a bit of the wound close up. Um, There's still a rather kind of like large tooth. uh, It seems like embedded in his side. Um, But I mean, he's not... I'll treat it when we're safe. Okay. I'm going to spend a key point in reaction to that to give myself 7 temp HP with Arya's twine. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery on the, the gator. It can't hear you. Oh, it, yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. Sorry. I keep forgetting. I don't mean to um, up, but... So the alligator doesn't seem to recognize where any of you are. Um, and, and as you kind of fly back, um, it's far enough, it seems, away from the creature that its tremor sense isn't working. Um, so when you land and you, you kind of let this guy down, the first thing is, is like he's not going to have much movement in his left leg. Um, he is pretty heavily damaged on his left side. Um, but he'll kind of try to keep up on his right side. The muck, again, still kind of like over his face and... Um, kind of obscuring his right eye and over his his ear. You can't even tell his hair color, whatever color his shirt was. It's, it's green now. Um, so. Um, all in favor of getting the fuck out of here, please? Oh, yes, I think we've spent enough time here. Caustics, already on their way back. Yes, let's let's go... Caster will help the man. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys get back to the beaten path, it won't take you long, maybe about 15 minutes at most, especially um, at, at least for Caster, who's carrying the injured gentleman. Um, say eventually you guys would head out of there and remove yourself from like a swampy area. And just down the path, you'll find a place of, of rest. Now, this is where it gets rough, because Callisto, this place of rest is just any any place. Um, you'll see the remnants of fire, trees that have grown from scarage, uh, tents that are, are somewhat there, some not, um, kind of taken by time, overgrown by weeds and vines and... It looks like somebody lived here at one point. Um, hard to say if they do now. I'm casually assuming what this is. This is your old hometown. Okay. She'll walk in and take a deep breath. And then turn back to the group and say, Okay, first things first, we gotta tend to the injured. Caster's a little winded. Okay. Uh, come here, come here, come here. Uh, and she'll lead the group over to a tree that is hopefully large enough to be safe and not going to fall over. Um, and say, okay, sir, do do you understand me? First of all, uh, he seems a bit out of it. He's lost quite a bit of blood. Um, he's waving in and out of consciousness now that the adrenaline's not pumping. Okay, uh, I'll just place my hand and cast a quick 
cure wounds at level two, I think. Okay. Uh, how much HP is that? One moment, I am finding out for you. HP. Everybody likes H to H HP H HP Z. Oh my goodness! Wow, it's a number. Seven. Yeah, seven total. It it is a number. Um, so again, you'll you'll kind of heal a little bit closer. Now, I will say this, um, Caster, you are the field medic here. Where his wound is at you guys might soon start to get to the point where you are healing over the tooth itself. You're yep. going to need to remove that. Um, caster is the guy in or out of consciousness right now. Um, in and out. Sadly, which, one is, which wait, I'll wait till he's, Currently, uh, he's yeah. fading in. He's fading in. So before he can get fully in, I'm going to rip that tooth out and then put my hand over where it, where it was and pump a cure wounds and do it. Roll me a one D 12. Can Sarah assist him with a medicine check? He's probably sure. dealt with um, soldiers that have come back from the desert from beast attacks like this. I'll roll it just so you can determine what happens. That's a natural one. <laughs> a one. Um, so you are going to succeed in pulling this thing out. You're going to notice that it is in pieces. Uh, the tooth, when chomped down, must have hit something hard, maybe a piece of stone or armor or something, and it shattered itself inside him, right. which is what kind of broke it off. Um, you are going to be able to pull all the pieces out. It's going to be like two or three yanks. Um, but in doing so, you know, it's, it's just like pulling an arrow out or something like that it's going to cause damage to the body. So he'll take seven more points. Nothing that's irreversible. Yeah, I'll I'll hit him with the cure cure wounds for nine. Okay. Um he will it, it's going to heal up. Um it is heavily bruised in that area. Um with the amount of health that you've poured into him, he's not going to bleed out. Um but he might be out for at least another 12 15 minutes maybe. Uh, I'm going to look at Cossack, and I'm going to mouth the words thank you and give him a sign. Um, but I'm going to advise the rest of the party that uh, we have to be careful about how much healing we're using. I know this man needs our help, but we need to be able to get to the crystal safely and in one piece as well. I've only no. used I've only used two spells today. And one you also help... can't trust him. And one was to help you I think if we can get him to a place where he can make himself able to get back to our camp, he can make use of our provisions. He's obviously not going to commandeer our ship. But he'll be safe there on the shore. If he couldn't get through the swamp one direction, what makes you think he'll be able to get through the other direction? Because we've already cleared it the, the one way. As this conversation is happening, Callisto is just zoned out. And uh, eventually she will get up and start walking. Uh, she, she's heading for her old hut. 
Caster will That's follow her. Because I'm sure Caster knows a little bit more about what happened since he'd been traveling with her since the beginning. Um, so he'll be following her. Um, and just trying to be there. And if she needs anything, he'll be quick for action. Uh, Don't forget to update tokens. Sorry. Yes. Zer is going to go to where he remembers in his dream Callisto's father with very little certainty, but he's magnetized by this location. Caustic is staying by this guy. Uh, while they were busting over him, Finn tried to find like a, pa- a place of quiet, but it just couldn't. And seeing them like move, he'll start to follow uh, Zara. Alright. So do we make it to the hut? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the hut is uh, well overgrown. Um, there are a few things that have scorch marks on it, but it seemed to uh, have survived some of the fire. There are uh, definitely places of decay in here. Um, maybe one or two. Though it does look like some parts of the hut itself has been kind of moved since that that um, initial fight, so like you'll see the bed has been pushed to the side, and there's a bit of a floorboard that has been pulled up. Um, but other than that, there's really not much left in there. Okay. I imagine Callisto is more of an experienced druid than she was. Um, so she is going to sit down in the middle of the floor silently and uh, cast Detect Magic. Okay. Caster was going to do the same thing. Not ritually casting it. Caster will sit with you and also do it. The only thing of of real, like, uh, I guess remnants of magic would be that there is a necklace um, inside. It is an old pendant of the, um, basically the elder, uh, what you would consider the elder. Uh, I can't remember the name that you had. Sage. The sage. Yeah. The sage, uh, something that she's adorned with, uh, mostly during uh, great ceremonies or parties or stuff like that, to um, kind of show her her status. Okay, I'm so sorry, my dog is just starting to go nuts. Okay, she'll lift it, go go find it, and and pick it up, look at it. She wouldn't have ever found her mother's body, would she? No. Um, but you could probably assume it's it's one of the two, uh, like, ash piles? Bone spurred piles? Um, Is there a skull in any of the piles? Partial pieces? Enough to cast Speak With Dead on? Maybe? Um, Callisto? Yeah? Yeah, hi, sorry, yeah. 
I prepared a spell in case we came here for you. Um, I'm not sure if it'll work. It might, but I can let you speak with someone who's here. Really? I can... I can try. Is that... Oh, and I, okay. I don't... No, sorry. No, Aren't you with Zareth? Isn't he right beside y'all? You guys are all in the, sim the same area. I oh, think. they ended up. I, they moved. I didn't see. I thought he was somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah, they moved. Is that a a good idea, though? I mean, yes. Be... All right. That's an excellent idea. Okay. From from what I know, from the spell, whatever, whatever the person knew in life, it this will know in death. Okay. It won't it won't it won't do anything like disrupting your mother's spirit. It won't do anything like that. It won't know anything new that's happened since, but it knows everything that it did before. You see this kind of look of it's not nonchalance. It's more of a numbness across her face, I think. And she says, I don't want to talk to my mother. Oh. And she walks over to the other pile. And she looks to see if there are any skull fragments there that might be useful. Um. Roll me a 1, 2, 100. Let's, let's let the okay. dice decide. Let's let the dice decide, because I'm, I, I'm hoping I know who that pile is. I know who Callisto thinks it is, and that's honestly who I'd prefer to talk to. Um. So yeah, the the skull is in one piece. Okay. By pure chance, is it a skull I recognize? Um. I mean. It's a like, skull. I mean, like, like, are there horns on it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, most of the skulls, it, like y you were all um, tieflings. Um, however, you know these these horns are slightly charred. Most of their elongated parts are broken off. So, unfortunately, there's no identifying it through the horns. Cool. She's gonna very reverently pick up this skull. And then look at Caster, look at the skull, think of a Hamlet reference in her head as she's holding the skull, and then hand it over. Just say, don't drop her. Caster will take it gingerly, place it on the ground, in the dirt or ash or whatever, he will draw his symbols and light some incense and start speaking the prayer to cast speak with that. Zara's going to quickly retreat and uh, Finn will hear him mumble something along the lines of, I can't stand to watch this. I go with... And I'm going to go to Kos. I'll follow uh, 
uh, there, like, like, yeah, nah, I don't like this. Um, so I don't think it's going to be who you think it is. Um, a male figure will appear. Um, can you go ahead and give me the description of your father? Once I get over my emotions, yeah, sure. Okay. <clears throat> oh my god. All right. Um, that requires me to pull up my notes. I honestly, it was a fifty-fifty shot, but I do love that. One sec. So I'm scrolling down frantically to find the image. Where is Conry? There he is. Okay, uh, so basically you guys would see this fairly tall uh, red, or you, singular, I guess it's just you, Caster. Uh, fairly tall red male tiefling. Uh, looks to be in his the equivalent of his mid-50s. Um, has a slight goatee. I actually can send the image in chat if you guys want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and these curved horns, very similar to Callisto's herself. Um, and I believe he would have uh, bright blue eyes like her. But he is a red tiefling instead of purple. Haster will look to Callisto lean close to her and whisper, you can ask five questions. I think she just sits there in shock for a couple seconds. He'll put a hand on her shoulder. Okay. And then she takes a deep breath and says, What is your name? Uh, fill me in. What's your father's name? Sorry, his name is Conry. Um, I'm Conry. Or at least I was in life. I know. I just wanted to make sure that I'm really talking to you. It's been a while, Dad. You'll see that there's no recognition in his face. Um, There is a a certain semblance of uh, speak with Dad. They're they're more of like an essence of magic that's brought a spirit back, but they're not really attached to the human world anymore. Yeah, she wasn't really expecting anything, but just wanted to say it. Okay. What do you remember of the night you died? Dire brimstone. Death? Caster will lean towards Glisto again and say, Sometimes the answers will be cryptic or short. Unfortunately, that's the most obvious answer I could have asked for. Uh, 
Did you die by fire? Or were you killed by a person? The chains have brought me to death. Hey, guess what? I have another reason to murder someone. Okay, two questions left. Did your wife die by a similar fate? No. Oh. Oh. Fuck. What happened to her? She died. And that's the last of the questions I can ask. That's the last of the questions. The spirit will dissipate. Somehow that was both incredibly emotional and insanely frustrating at the same time. Much like he was in life. Sorry, couldn't do more. No, you're fine. It's not your fault. I appreciate that you could even do that. Is Assuming new... you can only try that once per day. No, I could try it again, but it wouldn't work. It... You wouldn't be able to talk to them for another ten days. Mm. You could talk to another one, but then I wouldn't have a certain... I wouldn't have access to a certain level of my magics that I normally would. I can't ask that of you. You could. I'm not going to. Much as I loved my mother, apparently she's off doing her own thing, and... But she could give you hints on what you need to do or what we might be going up against. She's frozen. Hope Callisto is frozen. Yeah. So let's take a minute from there while we yeah. recalibrate. Um, so Finn, where, where are you at currently? Hi. 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 Oh, sorry, my We're coming back. Grabbing my charger. That's fine. Take your time. Okay. Finn. I would. I would have gone with uh, Zer. But if he okay. had, if he had like stopped like right here, I think Finn would start to walk a little bit further away. Like probably to here. I think he's still trying to find that quiet moment but it's just not like he's just he's starting to get too jittery I, I guess the best word is like he's not being able to calm down okay. um, what is Zer doing? Uh, Zer's probably even more manic than Finn um, just he's probably leaning in close to, to Caustic not to 
tell them something or anything in particular, not to communicate with them. But I am saying things, mm -hmm. and um, those things are uh, cyclical and repetitive. Like, her father taught her everything she knew. My father taught me everything I knew. I didn't have that when my father died. She didn't deserve that. And he's he's just gonna like um I don't know how to describe it. He's he's kinda like very shaken, almost like in a fever, but he's 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 it, it might to on, on to some angles look like he's trying to give Caustic a hug, but very awkwardly, like he's just looking for something to hold and he can't find an. Are you over by Caustic? Because I well, yeah. there's two of you. I'm trying to figure out which token is. Oh, yeah, I I stated that I went over to Caustic Where... after the. Uh, the, uh, I, I am only here because I cannot move the token of this person, and I also would not have moved that person if Caustic is not leaving them. Caustic is standing watch over them. Yeah, then I'm there. Hmm. So you can't move your token? I can move my token, but I can't move oh. the guy. Rescued oh. someone, Caustic does not trust them and is not going to walk away and let them do something. So Caustic is standing with them, waiting for them to come to consciousness, and then we'll just kind of sit there with them, like not talking or answering them if they ask any questions or talk, but just kind of stand there and watch them. All right. Um, Finn, are you with them or off on your own? I, I, I would have stayed right around here. Um, so you'll you'll hear that voice again. So we now have time. I have a favor to ask you. What yes, is my name. Very sorry. Let me first introduce myself and answer your question. My name is Dagon. Would I know that name? Uh, you could roll a history with disadvantage. All right. That is a natural one. That name means nothing to you. Four altogether. Well, with a uh, disadvantage, it's still a one. <laughs> uh, the Dagon... What is a favor you ask? I I won't agree until like I actually know what it is. Well, you know of who I am going to speak to you of. His name is Zalem. Or at least that's what he calls himself now. A long time ago, he was somebody very different. He was my brother. Just, this is just... a gift from me. You'll see the uh, the loot kind of... Well, you'll hear the loot kind of string about three blocks.
Were you going to say something? Uh, no, uh, I thought I heard something, and I think it was something outside. Just just got this part. But uh, uh, what is the, I mean, that's a lot of information to take in, but that still doesn't tell me what you, what you ask of me. I believe there is a way to separate him from the darkness. Deceive the person who he once was. I have come to ask a secret request of you. One you must not tell your friends. I fear they might intervene. They are already cold amongst new folk, let alone a magical item. Would you help me? What do I gotta do? I will help you along your journey. There will be a few ingredients we wish to collect. Ones that might separate Zalem's soul from the darkness. If we succeed, you may yet save a deity. I guess you would consider them. If we fail, nothing changes. You will still defeat Solemn and fight back the darkness. But if we succeed, you also save my brother, and I will be in your debt. What ingredients? As of right now, they have yet to reveal themselves. All will happen in due time. I will be here to answer more questions when the time comes. This is all the time I have for now. Thank you for speaking with me. I will do my best to save him. That is all I ask. Remember, don't tell anyone. I won't. Back at the tree, um, the new elf gentleman will eventually wake up. Um, he's going to be in a daze. Uh, he'll kind of touch his side and, and whinge a little bit. The bruise still being there, but the wound pretty much closed up. And he'll kind of look around a bit confused and then slowly sit up. Falsic will just kind of look down, do like an acknowledging, like, all right, kind of nod, and then just keep on sitting there, or not sitting there, standing there. Um, he will eventually start pulling off some of the leafage, the foliage. Um, his boots will become more pronounced, his, his shorts... Um, the sheath of a longsword uh, at his side. It seems though the longsword itself uh, is no longer with him. Um, he has on a kind of like a, what once was a teal shirt and a small shoulder piece, or a, I guess you would call it a breastplate. Um, his hair is a stunning white, 
Um, his eyes a cerulean blue, and his ears are very long and pointed, um, as if he comes from a very high elf uh, kind of lineage. Uh, is Zare still muttering and talking to himself a little bit? Um, I've calmed down a little bit. I've kind of like taken hold of your upper arm and I'm just sort of using that to anchor myself. Um, but I'm trying to listen to the elf. Is the elf saying something? No. Um, if anything, he's just kind of pulling through his pack. Looking. Sorry, I, I use I used the wrong word. A very obviously wrong word. I was I was just watching the elf, not listening to it. That was confusing. On both. Oh, I didn't even. Yep, didn't even put that. <laughs> that giant elephant. Uh, I I just said it. And I thought I said it right. So I was like. What, what's going on? Why is this confusing? Uh, Caustic, though, like, through all of this, will finally kind of, like, look at Zare, uh, and then just kind of, like, cock their head. Um, um, I'm sorry, I've never been good at these sort of things. Are you okay? That's not exactly true. You've helped me once or twice. Um, my nightmare. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not sure if it was a nightmare, or if it was a deliverance from a future that we didn't quite catch. Um, I've been here before. I know I have. There are certain things that are undeniable. But at the same time, it's not the place that I was. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, I think I understand. I've read a few treatises that uh, have theorized that if you get close enough to arcane source, or if you manage to get the weave open, it, it has a effect on uh, temporal integrity, so uh, being this close to the crystal could be causing some sort of effect on, on things, so perhaps uh, you saw what could have been? I, I'm not sure. I don't doubt you caustic, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's psychological even, on a mundane level. I feel as though I've had time to mull things over much longer than I should have, and that's causing a bit of craziness to come out in me. I I heard Callisto tell me that it was her father 
who is the shape changer who inspired her, that taught her all that she knew. And when I think about what I said in response, it was so impersonal. I was very close to my father, if you remember at all from back in Martha's bakery. Uh, somewhat, I. Well, when when my father died, when my dad died, regardless of the bricks and timber, it felt like I didn't have a home to go back to. And some people say home is where the people you love are, and not the stone foundations. But regardless, Callisto had neither. When my dad died, my, my best friend Kiara made it so that there were three full days of dancing and worship in the lily. And all the flowers that were dropped on the temple floor were cremated with him. And he was sent over the sands, over the highlands, over the sea. So whether I was hunting alone in the highlands or at port with Leander, my dad was always nearby. And I know you can't relate to that either. It's just hitting a little close to home. Uh, the, the whole time Zara's talking, Caustic is like kind of like brow furrowed, like confused but listening. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I can't. I, I, I understand that that did cause you pain, but as you said, it is something that is hard for me to identify with, uh, as, uh, regardless, it's not, it's not about me. I, I am sorry that you are once again processing this grief and that Whatever is happening, is happening to you. It's... It shouldn't be like that. It, this is Callisto's home. Like, I still have a house and a loved one to go back to. I don't know what she's going to do when this is all over. But I do relate to that feeling the moment it happened, the moment he passed away. It's just for her, it's eternal. But uh, is this guy running or walking away? Stood up, kind of taking a few steps over, stretching, um, pulling his pack off and going through stuff. Oh, okay. I will I will let him do that without chasing him. Sorry, I thought he was like slowly walking away. Okay. He um, no, he's awkwardly like slipping away because like this is a very like intimate conversation. He's just like, oh, look uh, up to this. Oh, I'm, move to the side here. So he is not registering as a person to the call stick right now. Uh, 
I, I apologize. I got distracted by him possibly running. Chris, what, what was the last thing that you said, the subject, so that I can jam myself back in? Zara uh, was changing the subject more towards um, Callisto, possibly deflecting, but um, saying a lot of really true things that Callisto had nothing to come back to, at least here, um, when all was said and done with the crystal and everything, and that while Zara related to this moment of grief in time when his father had died initially, her I, grief was going to be eternal. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that she has nothing. That is never true. We can't have nothing. Or we always have ourselves. We have our memories. And we have hope. And that's Callisto's got. All of those despair. So much of herself that she can be other things. But you also understand that from what I've gathered, that death is a stop. It is not the end, it is just a stop on the travel. And you keep your memories of your father with you, and he is never truly gone. Is that Fair? Yes. It's fair to say. It's accurate, so to speak. I just... I'm not sure if my advice can apply to everyone. I I don't know if if I said the, these things to Callisto that they would work out like in my dream. In fact, I fear it would be quite the opposite. I feel she wouldn't resonate with them. I don't think it's fair, me, or fair for me to expect everyone to resonate with my beliefs. I've learned that many times over my travels with everyone here. I just feel like a bit of an outsider. Like my beliefs are so foreign that they're hard to get behind. I wish I could make everything easier for everybody, but... I just end up talking in riddles, and they pretend to understand. I, I just guess there's no one remedy for all. No, the uh, emotional panacea has yet to be made. But, um, hey, uh, the beliefs aren't foreign to me. I don't really have too many beliefs anymore. I'm learning and growing. I'm only two days old, so uh, really don't know how meta you want to get with these things. Thank you for listening, my friend. Uh, you know, it's something I'm learning to do. Uh, sorry about the company, you know, motion of the elf doing stretches. At this point, he's going through his bag. He is going to take out two red potions, uh, a scroll, and then out of his like three-foot backpack, he will take out a seven-foot sword. And then push it back, and then he's going to kind of scroll through, and then he's going to pull out a long sword. 
and then he's going to place that into his sheath. With the, sorry, sorry, like the Mary Poppins. It, it it's definitely some sort of uh, thing of holding, a bag of holding, some sort of magical device. Um, I'm just gonna kind of like double finger guns towards the the guy queerly, um. And then nudge Cossack. Um, he'll give like a slight nod um, and kind of start working on like tightening his armor. Um, he'll pull out another one of the red potions and drink one down. Uh -oh. Lost caster there for a second. Uh -oh. um, let's uh, take a quick moment here, and we'll we'll come back. Um, let's go back to Callisto and Caster real quick. Um, I'd like to move on, hopefully, from the camp before we end tonight, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, you guys are, are back in the tent. The the corpse has just disappeared. Your father is is no longer with you. Well, that's a lot. Like I said, I can I can do it again for someone else if we need tips or hints or you need answers about what you need to do. I don't think I'm going to get answers. Not tonight, at least. Okay. It's okay. Do you, do you need anything? There's a long moment of silence, and she just says, I kind of need a hug. Caster will give her a hug. He'll wrap his arms around her, give her a hug. He's learning. She will return the hug with equal fervor. She knows how hard that is for him to do. I don't think she's crying. Not yet. She's just kind of there. Is there anything else you need here that we can find or that you need to find I can help with that too I don't know what I need to find that would even be left honestly I mean there's nothing magical outside of the pendant and I should probably hold on to that anyway I meant more sentimental value what is there that's left that's not already on my person caster I don't know. That's why I asked. I know. I, I think Callisto would stand up and look around and see if there's anything 
left. I, she, I think she's in, she's probably going to collect some of her father's ashes because she didn't have anything from him. But okay. I, I think she just wanders around, looks, sees if there's anything left that would be of use to her or meaning. Um. No, not really. Um, at this point, everything's kind of been taken by foliage. Um, anything that was uh, kind of degradable has degraded at this point. Um, cups would be brittle. Anything wood would be uh, kind of slowly decaying. Um, I mean, there's there's a few trinkets, maybe things of clothes, but I mean, I don't think there's anything that wouldn't need a fair amount of repair besides the medallion. Okay. I think she just takes the medallion for now. Out okay. out of respect for Callisto, Caster is going to do a prayer over her family for their passage on and a good afterlife, and he will do it in Infernal. Um, I'm sorry, what are we using Infernal for? He is using that to do a prayer over her family and her tribe. Um, basically, you know, one of his great cleric prayers about helping them move on safely to the afterlife. Peacefully. Callisto watches him doing this. She holds up the medallion, puts it in her bag, collects a little bit of the ashes, but this whole time Castor's praying in Infernal. And it strikes her, I think. Just for a moment. How much he really means to her. She sits with that, I think. He'll um, finish his prayer up and just look to Callisto, because they're the two left in the tent area. Should we make our way back to the others? Or do you need more time? Um. Or do you need alone time? I was going to ask if that would be okay. Of course. Okay. Just yell if you need anything. I can yell quite loudly. I'll do that. Caster will walk his way back to the group. I, I have a very brief monologue. Costo, okay. once she's alone, takes off the necklace that she's worn this entire time that was her sister's, sets down the staff, Sets down the new medallion, sets down the ashes that she's had this entire time. She's done this ritual so many times, but it's never meant this much. She lays them down and just says, Well, this is awkward. Farke is true to his word. 
I'll be seeing you all again soon. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I do know you all can hear me. At least. Maybe not, Mom. But the rest of you. If Arkay tries to die bringing you all back, stop him. He can hear you. All I ask is that you do what you have to do. I can't lose another one. I think she'll just sit there for a while and then eventually make her way back. moment um i know we probably don't have much time left because i got in here late sorry about that um let's see here what i can do um are we getting close to your cutoff um jace i mean we're we're getting there i figured like one more sea night, we should be able to get out of the camp. I don't imagine too much more holding us here. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So let's uh, keep going for a short bit. Um, I think I've got things mostly prepared. Um, so the 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 elf will will take a swig of that red vial uh, back in camp. Um, you'll see the bruise kind of clear up, and he will kind of pat his side to test it. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's still a little tender, uh, but he is, for the most part, um, fully healed. Um, he will grab the other two potions and uh, the, the scroll. He'll walk over and set those at your feet, and then he is going to uh, look as if he plans to maybe head back into... Um, the, like, he's kind of determining what, what his next step are. Um, so, yeah. Are you okay there? You were pretty touch and go for a while. I'm doing fine, I guess. Um, yes, I'm sure I'm fine. Um, thank you. Um. I probably would have died. I think nothing of it. Um, what's your name? Hazen. Hazen. What were you doing out here? Well, my group and I were on an expedition. We had heard there were some ruins close by. Um, he's going to turn to the, the tents. Clearly we found it. Um, but a few of my party was um, foolish. Uh, they found some scriptures on a tree which outlined a warning which they ignored and, of course, um, the creature attacked. And 
Uh, I tried my best, uh, but we were a bit outnumbered. Uh, they were, um, uh, best way to put it, uh, in over their heads. Even with my training, I used way too much of my abilities trying to protect them, and then when they all died, I could not protect myself. So, um, Caster will nod solemnly, understanding that. Or at least the threat of that. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, I shall not take time away from your um, adventure, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> thank you, and um, I, I don't know. Um, Caster's going to do I, something really quick. Well, while the guy's talking, Caster's going to look at his ring. Okay. Anything, is it glowing? Anything special going around? It, it's not glowing or anything, but it is a very familiar ring. Wait, on the, on the elf or on Caster? Oh, uh, on, the, on you. Uh, I mean, it's your ring you remember how it is it's not does the elf have a ring does the elf have a ring cory you could roll a perception for me yeah you still look dirty i'll roll a perception Uh, for it it's 13 just gave away some should have um hard to tell uh he's still kind of covered in muck his hands have like mud and stuff on them so where a ring might be um there is a little bit of gook hard to tell if you need to take time and camp, regain your strength, wash off, I'm sure we wouldn't mind. We're going to head on further, but it's probably safer here than it is in the swamp. Um, I wouldn't want to impose. Uh, and he's going to kind of look over to Caustic. Of course, there would be a level of distrust, I can tell. Caster's going to look to Caustic. Caustic's making eye contact with the guy. Like when the guy looks up, Caustic's just looking at him. He's not wrong. I think that it would be better for everyone if you head back to our camp by the shore. There are rations there. There is even a friendly game of cards ready ready for you inside the hull of the ship. Not to be rude, would not want to head back to your camp. Um, I have my own reasons for being out here. Um, There is secrets to be untold and uncovered, um, things to find, and um, stories to tell. He's going to kind of pull out a, a small memoir out of a backpack. I'm, I'm here uh, going over a calamity that happened here a little while ago. A fire, an outbreak, and a, um, a murder. 
They said none had survived. And so we came here thinking that, you know, knowledge is power. And so that we could use this to teach people that murder isn't always the way. And what it means to take a life. I feel like it's at about this point that Callisto walks out of the uh, hut. Hi. Did she not hear any of that? We all all buy the hut because she is currently about 45 to 55 feet away from this guy. No, she said she was moving. I think I, I was walking out of the hut. So. Walk over and then just say, hello. And Callisto, it seems as if this man, his name is Hazen, was trying to find out what happened to your people. He's doing an investigation. Oh. On other things, yes. Um, wait, did you say your people? My people, yes. So there was survivors. Okay. A few. He's going to open up his book and, and kind of scribble in it. Unfortunately, I think I'd be the only one who'd be of use to you. Um, well, I mean, the usefulness is relative. Um, Fair. Not that... Uh, it's it's an old saying, and this isn't an insult or I don't mean anything. Is one man's garbage could be another man's treasure. So... One man's ash can be another man's phoenix, I suppose. I like that. I shall write that down. You'll you'll get a rise out of Caustic's eyebrows, whatever you say that. Uh, Caustic will actually look... Uh, Listo, uh, possibly impersonal question. Do you have any personal attachment to any of these uh, bits of ash? There's arcane power in them that could... Assist us. I I do have personal attachments to pretty much everyone here. Just assume that off the bat. Assume that the ashes are people. What was that about arcane power? There is a power within ash. Holds the memory of a person. That memory of a person can help someone uh, uh, stay a little bit more bound to this plane. Sorry, the facial expression is me. Okay? If I I do have plenty of ashes that I believe have not been gathering this whole journey. If you don't wish for me to use any, then I won't. I just... There is power here, there is memory here, and Perhaps I could help you keep that memory so it does not weigh so heavy on you. That is incredibly kind of you. I mean, I would say ask them first. To the best of my knowledge, they can hear you, but you can't hear them. So, honestly, if you're asking me, use your best judgment, have fun. Be respectful of the dead. And don't touch uh, this. And she holds up a vial that is full of ashes. Okay, I was not planning on it. Um, Thank you. 
Caustic will actually go to the same tent that the stove came out of and just uh, look in there and just kind of grab like a, a handful of ash. Oh boy, I love that texture. And try to pour it kind of, you know, how you pour sand out of your hand into like a little, almost looks like a wine skin. That they have I, have ask, I have to ask. I have to ask. Do you scoop up a handful of the one with the skull on top of it, or the other one? Um, probably the one with the skull on top of it, because I assume that one looks like it has been disturbed. So, yeah. we have already disturbed the corpse. I am not going to be... We'll just double up on that instead of disturbing two corpses. There will be a tremor over the ground um, for a second. You guys will kind of feel it's not like a full earthquake. It's like a, a low rumble. You'll see stones kind of slowly rise off the ground, hovering about two to three feet. This will last for like a minute and a half and then the rumble will stop and then the stones will drop um, and you'll see a light very familiar off in the distance, as if it's over into the desert, a, a large black pillar of, of seemingly dark light will, will kind of come from the, the, the ground to the heavens. It'll stay there for about a minute, and it will dissipate. You guys will, will kind of see, like, off to the right of camp, through the trees, there's a, a shimmering blue glow that will illuminate... Um, through the sides of the trees. So are we going after the pillar thing that just dis disappeared, or are we going after the blue? I feel like we should go after the blue. I feel like we're going to be going after both of them eventually. I think we're being called, though. Agreed. Well, let's go. Might as well. Hazen, good luck out there. Be safe. Um. You too, I guess. Do you, I... do you wish for help? He's still kind of scribbling down about the stones and everything, so he's like in a book and kind of there and up and down and back. Callisto turns to Caustic. It just looks at them with vague puppy eyes. My opinion is known, but I do not speak for the group. I don't even think Caster would do an insight check on him. Um, but Zaris heard his story. Um, and although in another scenario, in another scenario, I might have welcomed his company, but I've heard his story and he seems spent of magical effects. I think we're dealing with a scholar now, and not just a mage hand. 
and no mage. If that is what you're insinuating. I am both a scholar and a swordsman, sir. And we already have one of those, so I think we're quite full of them. Unless I, I'm out of it. I think it would be a good idea to take him. Oh, it is fine. If I'm not welcome, I am not welcome. Friend. Um, I just merely wish to see if you guys required more help or wished for more help. Uh, I'll take my life. Friend. No kind of. No, nah, he's at this point, like, he, uh, he realizes, like, it's putting big... too much of a strife and he's going to kind of bow right. and start heading That's into the fair. trees. Caster's going to give Caustic a bit of a glare because this is the second time he's pushed away a friendly stranger that Caster has liked. Wait, who was the first one? It was it was everybody, but uh, it was the guy who came up to our camp and made us food. And it was Zareth and Caustic did not like him. The spice guy? I thought I didn't even really interact with them. I don't remember that, but okay. Well, she just awkwardly waves. He'll give like a, a two finger, like kind of like nod and and dip, as he will head back into the trees. It won't make many friends if we keep chasing away people who offer to help. No, no, we won't. And it could have been very helpful to have them. Could have been. We could have stabbed us in the back. And I just we are not. If he is true to his word, and he is not here for this. And let him do his own thing before we drag him to his possible death. When he's way, offering to help us. He already did help us, and Zerb will hold up the scroll into health potions. He gave us his thanks. Aid in return for ours. What's the and scroll? I'm not sure. Cosmic, would you care to take a look at it? Uh, yeah, I'll take a peek and hope that it doesn't say a prepared explosive runes on it. And, uh, see what kind of spell it is. Uh, go ahead and give me an arcana. Fifteen. It is a uncommon scroll of remove curse. Uh, Caustic will scroll it back up and just kind of casually hand it over to Caster. I think you might want to keep a, uh, bit of a hand on that one. Uh, since that's a cleric prepared spell, I'm assuming Caster could just tell by looking over it what it is? Yes. So, Caster will nod as he hangs on to it. Puts it in his pack. I apologize for being curt, but our time is short. I don't think we have time for much of this to be harsh. And I think we need to get going because either we are going to fight these people or we are going to get the crystal before they do. And I prefer to just not. Let's get the crystal link it out. That's a dream. 
I may interject. Hazen himself identified that our paths lie separate. So, can we just go to our calling? Right. That's that was one of the points I was arguing. <clears throat> but fair enough. Um, Alisto, are we okay? Are we good to go? Do you need more time? Here? I'm fine. Let's go. Perfect. Let's go. Alisto, lead the way, please. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. This is your home. This is the area you know. Oh, it's just rather sudden. I. I know. We have a deadline. Let's go. And she will walk into the trees. Cross. Towards the Follow. crystal. Alright, give me one second. Um, let me go ahead and switch you guys over a map. Um, while, while you guys are walking, Costa, give me a quick um, arcana. Uh, just like a perceptive arcana on the uh, potions. Oh, not great. Nine. Nine. Um, well, you know the guy didn't skimp on your gift. Uh, the two potions are greater healing potions. They are 4d4 four D, four D four plus 4 uh, each. Uh, I will hand one to Zare and hand one to Caster. Uh, Ca Caster will push your hand back and say you should take it. And the reason I say that is because if something happens to me, it'd be useful to have somebody who could help me. I was thinking of it as preventative, so that if you started getting um, if you got too hurt, you could drink it yourself. But that makes sense. Uh, I, I gave one to Zare so that he could do some running in case things happen. Uh, essentially emergency support. So, at least we agree on that. Caustic, do me a favor. Um, now that you guys have been... There is a, a note on one of the potions. Um, would you like to read it? Sure. Um, the note just reads, To my beloved son, stay safe, be kind. Okay, this was... Might not have been addressed to you. Okay, that's why I figured I was like, definitely want my dad, unless he's really gotten some work done. Uh, possible kind of cock their head at it, fold the note up, tuck it into a pocket. Um, you guys will eventually kind of come through these trees and you'll see a shining light, a, a large crystal, um, is actually... Actually, I have a perfect photo for this, if I could find my phone. Um, is my phone over there? Yep. Thank you. All right. Um, sorry about that. There, uh, like I said, off in the distance, there is a crystal. Um, it is currently just kind of like meandering above the water. There is... Of course, this, this aqua blue, like very deep, like almost glowing water. Um, but there are flowers, a huge patch of flowers ahead of you guys. And the visibility is low as mist kind of rises 
um, from the hot temperatures of the the um, the the swamp slash jungle area meeting this cooler temperature water. Uh, it creates like this this very thickish almost haze. Um, but it seems as though you guys have somewhat reached a destination. Um, Corey, would I know what these flowers are? Uh, you could definitely roll on nature uh, with advantage. Okay. Oh, copy. I will take it. And once again, all 20 takes forever to load on my computer. Can I roll something about the flowers? You sure may. See if I have um, any Oh, um, Sarah's going to roll about the flowers because he's flower guy. There's a little I... something I got from Aussie Australia, but it, it, I found it and I was like, "That's the crystal." Can I do? Uh, can I do medicine to see if they have any medicinal properties that I would know? Um, sure. So let's see. Nature of seven. You're not quite sure what they are. Um, from uh, Chris's nature, it's uh, a five. You're not going to be sure either. Um. Say with a 26, uh, medicinally, they're not used for anything good. Um, they have all the signs of poisonous. Um, so, like, very discolored stocking, um, kind of vibrant colors, um, large pollen collecting. Uh, it is um, showing every sign of a, of a deadly plant. Would I know what kind of plant that is? Uh, you could roll an Arcana or Nature with advantage with uh, that 26. Okay, let me uh, roll in Nature, I guess. Let me see. That is an 8, 9, 10, 11. Um, so a little earlier in the campaign, you guys had come across a non-deadly um, version of one of these, maybe one of the sister plants or flowers that kind of deviated from something similar to this you can't put your finger on it but it's showing a lot of the signs of what is known as a priscillus flower a very deadly plant even if you just breathe in the pollen you're gonna see caster's face go white this could be very bad how so this could be the priscillus flower which is incredibly deadly. If you breathe the spores, it can be a death sentence. Uh, I mean, can we do anything like... I don't know... Burn them... Like, use wind to blow the uh, pollen away? Burning is usually something that's done to keep away the pestilence and pests of uh, the crops back home. Please, can we not burn anything? Oh, sorry. You're good. You're fine. Need your response. I have a spell... That might be able to help us. I don't know because I don't know if it's strong enough. I know that the Porcellus plant is quite powerful. 
I mean, I can blow some of the pollen out of the way. I... Before we do any of that, let me cast a spell upon us. And Caster will cast Aura of Purity. Which, for the listeners, gives it a 30-foot radius that prevents you from becoming diseased, and you have advantage on saving throws against a bunch of different status effects. Which, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, as you know about the Priscilla's flower, may not help. Yep. But Caster doesn't know for sure. That's fair. I'm just making sure that we're on the same page as, as players and it won't upset you later. Oh no, I, I knew it wasn't going to to prevent it. I just, that's what Caster would do. It's the It's the most protective spell he has against it. Maybe it'll help okay. with constitution saves if we run into it. But all right, sorry, I was just like feeling. No, no, no. All that, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I have an idea. Uh, uh, Zara's sort of like craning his neck and noticing that there are gaps between the um radiating um circles of Priscilla's flowers. I might be able to maneuver around the flowers without much hazard at all. The problem is getting you across. What we could do is I could I could carry a rope. We could use the rope to press down the flowers. It still might release some pollen, but once it settles, you'll have a clear path across. That could take a bit. I... I have a spell that can, like, disturb the earth so we, we could get it all agitated and Callisto or someone else either burn it or push the pollen away. We might be able to just make a path ourselves that way. Um, as you guys are talking, a um, a bunny will emerge from the flowers and for a few seconds it'll calm and, and just fine. And then you'll feel like a small breeze, something that's kind of been blowing through the area a bit. And you'll watch it from ear to tail slowly turn to dust and blow away in the wind. Oh. Okay, we're not touching the flowers. Yeah, maybe... I also have an idea, but I don't know the limits of my own magic, to be honest. Uh, but if you're willing to try, it won't be the worst thing. Uh, perhaps that can get us all across. Okay, sure. What's, what's your idea? Uh, I think Sarah's onto something with the rope. But uh, there's rules of nature, and there's ways you can bend and twist them. But I'd like to see if I can bend and twist these in a specific way. And Caustic is going to reach into their backpack, uh, pull out uh, 50... Whoa. 
pull out their 50 feet of rope. Um, and now, Corey, I, I wanted to ask you this before I try it. Sure. Can I hold, like, or, like, step on one end of the 50 feet of rope and kind of, like, football throw the other and then, like, while it's in the air, cast immovable objects on it to basically, like, lock it mid-throw? Um, uh, go ahead and post that spell for me. Let's okay. see if I can... Uh, and I, I googled it 50 feet of rope according to uh, the, the rules is exactly 10 pounds this spell can move the object normally as you can set the password that spoken is 5 feet of the object presses the spell it can hold up to 4,000 pounds of weight um I mean yeah Probably. So, so that would it, the the rope would at least get halfway across. That's where is is it like if I get here, I am not like I am close, but I'm not going to risk touching these flowers if, when I throw it. Correct. If you move to the right about ten feet, you could probably get it in the dead center of that that safe okay. zone there then yes, that is what I will do and that is what I will aim for. I did Before, have to show... Is, oh. is there any chance I could get somebody to help me real quick while I have this up? Could you draw a line from Caustic to the marker there? Yeah, Caster is going to say though um, is there any chance we can just go around? I... Out of character, I assume that this was like literally like this was like a crater slash lake and that the flowers went in a circle around it. I thought for you. So um, yeah, it is. It is a full okay. circular crater. Okay. That's what I assumed too. Yeah. So this is a protected crater basically. Uh, and the, the flowers kind of grow anywhere in the dirt that has like kind of demolished trees and everything like that. So the flowers are also in a ring around this area. Uh, Caustic is going to start climbing this rope uh, now that it is like locked in the air. Uh, hopefully, like I wanted to throw it like you know, like a full arc, like I said, like trying to like lob a football downfield so that it is not like just a couple feet off, like it is kind of curved off. I guess that might say what, what you could do, and I wouldn't say it would affect the weight or anything. You could put a little rock on it and kind of toss it. Okay. And as it kind of lobbed to where you want it, you cast the spell then, and it kind of hutches it okay. exactly uh, how you want it. Yep, and then I will start shimmying up it like it's like a swing set. I don't know Give what you're going to do. Oh, Give me an sorry. acrobatics or an athletics. All right, athletics. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to transfer before, my on to Jason. And before... <laughs> to cost. Bef before, um, before he goes climbing, I will use my prayer beads that Zareth has gifted me. To do a bless. Bless. 
And I will I will bless up to three creatures. I will bless um caustic Callisto and uh Finn. Figuring that uh Zareth and I can take this. Uh quick question before that. Is aid concentration? Nope. Okay. Nice. Alright. Alright. I can say nothing. I can simply click this button. Okay. Thank god I have a high bonus. That is what I will say. I'd, I'd say you probably get about halfway just fine. Um, I'm just going to need two checks for this. Two checks. Alright. It's not a relatively hard DC. Like, 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 like. Okay. Oh, oh, you get across just fine. <laughs> uh, will drop back down in that little clearing, just kind of motion everybody. Uh, Don't forget, everybody, try to keep updating your tokens for me. That way, I know because like there could be moments in game where your location could trigger something or might. You know, let me message you to say, "Hey, I need you to roll this or perception." Or are you telling us to go across the rope? Yes, like that is what it is there for. It will hold for one hour, so take your time. Do whatever y'all need to do. It is, it is there. Then, yeah, Finn's gonna cross the rope. Is uh, well, wait till Callisto gets to the other side, and then cross the rope. As a cyclisto will turn into a squirrel and run along the rope. Oh, you won't need any athletics or acrobatics. Um, uh, Court, real quick, I I'm trying to make room for everyone, but Caustic is being careful of the flowers. Is this square in any of the flowers? As long as you're not in the purple, you're fine. Yeah. Ben's gonna cross the rope. Athletics or acrobatics? Give me two checks, please. All right, I'm going to do acrobatics for both. One, two. Oh, oh, no! No! How? (laughs) So, for the listeners, uh, that is an eight with a plus five and a total of a six, which is a natural one. Um, So you're going to get halfway fine. Uh, It's a little little rough. The, The rope's maybe a little bit hard on your fingers. You know, your fingertips are fine, you're calloused from the cords and everything, but your your palms, well, they don't like that. And with the weight of everything that you're carrying, it's 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 a little rough. As you as you head over to about the, the second quarter, um your hand on the rope is gonna slip as some of the mist is gonna get a kinda inlay a little bit of, of water onto it, like a little bit of moisture, some um what was it called? Um dew. Yeah, condensation or dew, and uh, you'll kind of slip and and kind of land backwards into the flower, and take a nice deep breath as you kind of feel that air kind of get pushed out of your chest, and you need to kind of like reciprocate the air back into your lungs. Uh, can I get a Constitution save with disadvantage? You got it. You got a plus, bless okay. too, but that ain't that. No, that ain't helping. No. Nope. Um. With a five altogether, um, 
you're going to start to feel parched in your mouth. Um, and if you if you were to stand up and take a hop, you'd you'd be in the safe zone, though. I will. I'll take a stand, hop, but I will go like here, okay. like not near anybody for first. Yeah. Yeah, that way you're not in the purple again. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Here, I'll I'll just sit you in the in between there. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, it just I'm gonna hold my hands up, be like, "Do not come near me for for a bit. Let the dust settle before anybody else tries." Shake yourself off. I am. I'm gonna shake myself off. Like he's like patting all the dust off of him. As a matter of fact, he will he will take off the blue jacket that he wears and just put it down on the ground. Do you have prestidigitation? I do not. Okay. Uh, Faustic does now. Well, that could be an easy fix. I don't know what range I am. Oh, prestidigitation, I think, is a pretty it's decent range. So I can get 10 feet, and I think it can technically is prestidigitation the one that can do little puffs of wind as well? Yes. Yeah, it can also wind. just clean. It can do puffs of yeah. wind. It can clean, you know, basically will, just completely remove it. I will clean what I can, it. and then if there's anything that I can't clean, I will puff of wind away, uh, but hopefully cleaning everything. But I'm going to look yeah. back over. With a few prestidigitations, he'll be clear. Uh, look back over to... Uh, now that the three blessed individuals have made it across, uh, Castor will motion for Zareth to come over. Well, he's gonna... I'll give you a pat on the back, Perendi's bond. And I'll give you a pat on the back and guidance. Oh, that's actually really helpful, but probably not the way you think. Um, it's... If you don't mind, I... I'd like to see you across safely first. Do my best. I couldn't focus on guidance and bless Finn. I know. I'm just making a joke. Um, I'll give it a shot. Ooh, acrobatics or athletics, you say? Acrobatics. Ten. You will pass just fine for your first check. Can I get a second? And a twelve. Twelve. You will safely make it to the other side. <sighs> Castor will come look at you. He will hold his hand out and like, just to stay away for a bit. I'm fine. You're going to have the unmistakable urge to want to drink everything in your water skin. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna not do it just to show, like, just kind of keep myself look like nothing happened. Okay. Um, if you refuse the water, you will cough up a little blood. I'll try to hide that. Yeah, Castor's right there. He's gonna reach out. Give me and a quick sleight of hand. All right. Well, it's just to be the good roll. Nope. Five. There is no yeah, hiding but... that blood. Caster, um, he knows it won't care anything, but he hopes it'll help. He'll reach out, touch, and cast Lester Restoration upon um, Finn to help him ease I'm a, his symptoms if possible. I'm going to stop right. him. Okay, yeah. I want to get just a little yeah. bit farther. Let's try to move just a little bit faster. Okay, that's, that's fine then. Never mind. 
Okay, I mean, you're fine. Uh, to make an anticlimactic ending, um, so I'm just going to scout it out. I've been scouting this out, and if I do this, um, I'm going to spend a chi point to activate my step of the wind ability, which doubles my jumping distance to 24 feet. Um, so with a 10 foot, a 10 foot run, I can clear that 24 feet without a check. So I'm going to go here. I'm going to back up here and go on a diagonal here and jump another less than 24 feet. All right. And I'm going to hold my breath on that last jump just in case um, my uh, my passage through the air disturbs any of the particles and just like hold it as hard as I can. Wave the air away. <laughs> okay. Um, I should do that. You guys will settle. Um, everything will still be still, calm, quiet. Uh, the crystal looks within your grasp, that's for sure. However, as you land, you guys get your bearings. Something will pierce through the trees. This is 16, swiping past Zer. An arrow of some kind. Which will plunge into the water just past you guys. Pretty sure 16 misses. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, you will see the unmistakable glint of a uh, glass arrowhead on the tip of the shaft. Uh... I assume there is no sign of him turning around to look. You can roll a perception if you like. I'm the one it it went past, so it's silly for me not to look. Oh, no. nice. Oh, I guess he'll read them out. Go ahead. So it is through a bit of trees. You guys might get a glimpse of someone moving through the trees. Somewhere up here in the top. Um, with a natural 20, it will be unmistakable that whatever they are, who are they, uh, will have armor that seems to have some sort of, uh, I guess you could say, rose or thorned uh, kind of bushes on their armor. Once they get to about here, though, even with a good perception, even with a natural 20, they will be out of sight. Okay. One more What would you guys like to do? Zer's just going to keep right. calm, and he's going to address the group, address Caustic, see if they have any, any further ideas how to uh, close the gap, and he's going to say, "One more jump." Uh, for you, go ahead. I don't really have any other ideas right now. That was all I could do. You could take Callista with you. She's a squirrel. Ah. I am a squirrel. Yeah, I I can't object to anything that's going on because I'm currently a squirrel, and I'm not giving up being a squirrel until we're done here. Okay. I I can take someone across as well. 
I have a spell that will, uh, which I should have used beforehand, but I can teleport. What do you say? I'm say sorry. what? You can continue. I'm sorry. Uh, I I have a spell that can teleport me a, uh, and a person of the same size as me across. Uh, why don't you take Caster and <clears throat> um, I will figure something out. I do kind of have an idea. Right, I'm gonna grab Caster, and as I grab him, I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper to him and tell him stop wasting spells before we know what we're dealing with, and and I'm gonna cast Dimension Door. so you can jump ahead on my shoulder to where I am. I have a question so, bef- before before he casts where he's going to land. Uh, the crystal is it being is it on a platform or anything? You're muted, Corey. No, it's kind of hovering above the water. There's like a dirt mound, with like 15 feet around it, um, and then you, you see it like dip into the crater, and yeah, you could get us there. Uh, if I if I notice the uh, dirt mount around it, I would I would teleport to it. Okay. I am kind of tempted to just follow Zare because Corey, would I be able to? I'm going to show this to you just kind of piecewise before I, I commit to it. If I go here and then here, theoretically, my long jump is 16 feet. Uh, so I could jump there. Is that allowed? Like to do like diagonal movement, and I don't think I would touch any of the purple if I like left from like right here to there. How are we calculating jumping distance? Because usually it's like uh, standing long jump plus... is standing long jump is half of your strength, and um, a, if you running long jump feet, is your strength your, score, your strength score, which mine is sixteen. So that's three squares and then a little extra. Half of your strength is 16? My strength is 16. Uh, no, that's a, stand, not... a standing long jump. Yeah, is. I'm trying to kind of like run and then like, so I was here. So technically I could get wherever I need to be. I have plenty of movement. So like, boom, boom, and then jump that because that's three squares to me. So that should be, I don't Maybe I'm reading 15 what, feet wrong. Hold on. I'm reading what is you feet can, wrong. Oh, um, here's what we'll do. Um, give me an athletics check. Um, I just want to see if your footing keeps you out of the flowers or the edge of the flowers. Because it's a very narrow passageway there. Uh, a what check? If you can do that, I'd say you can make the jump. Uh, athletics. Okay. An 11. Uh, do you still have any bonuses or anything like that? Uh, I don't have bless or guidance or inspiration. So, hold on. i make sure I don't magically have something that I can do. But I don't think so. You don't have enhance ability as a spell, do you? Mm. Not prepared, at least. No, I will be.
I would love to. I did. Uh, 16. So 16. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, so it may have deserved a little bit of pollen, but you've jumped straight away from it. You learned, you know, you hold your breath and the pollen won't even pass you guys. It'll kind of go to the left a bit. As you guys are kind of like a little bit downwind, you'll be safe. You're fine. You made the jump. However, as you land, though, another arrow will kind of pierce. Um, does a 13 break the uh, uh, um, uh, 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 armor class? Squirrel's armor class. Oh, I'm sure it would. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, it definitely would. So, so if you stay still and and you let the the glass like <laughs> like reform into an arrowhead before you like tear it apart into pieces, then you don't take the damage. It's like booming blade, kind of, but less restrictive. Well, okay. I don't think the arrow ever comes back. No, no, it's just it like the the bleeding effect wears off if you don't move. you clot or something so um the the moment you guys get to that crystal you're here another with an arrow and it will strike uh squirrelisto and callisto will kind of fall off of Zer's shoulders and then land as a uh, a full tiefling and yeah Um, can I do a medicine check uh, to see if the arrow was poisoned and also to um, get the shards of glass out? Sure. Consider go ahead and do me. Before. No, I, I do know you probably won't have enough time to remove the shards, but medicine-wise, with a 25, it was not poisoned. Okay. So we're going to have to wait a moment to get some cover before I can remove these painful shards, but it's fine. Okay. it's fine. It's fine. Not the first time it's happened. Let's go. Okay. Um, be before anything happens, uh, we are by a, uh, a crystal and mm -hmm. we are surrounded by water. And this is like where Caster grew up was in Tansom. So, does the water look familiar? Very. Um, it it is suffering from magic poisoning. In fact, strangely, um, you know that you should be feeling the effects of magic poisoning, but you are not. 
What about Finn? Neither is Finn. Okay. Caster's gonna hold his hands up and yell back. The water is like the crystal water in Tansom. It's very dangerous. Oh, okay. Get the crystal back over here if you can't. Wait, is the crystal giant? I I can't. Yes. Uh, it's it's probably about like uh twelve feet tall. Okay. Uh, wait. Uh, <clears throat> Zare said he can't understand. Yeah, he's way too far away. Okay, I'll relay. I'll just say, don't go in the water right now. Would um, it can would the crystal be considered a large object? Yes. I can cast. Uh, uh, I got. I've been waiting to do it. Uh, performance. Uh, animated performance where I can make a large object move. I can animate it. Oh, do you cast this? I do. Um, you will see it refract against the large creation, like a, a blue kind of charge of electricity will strike the ground next to you. No damage. You don't have to roll any kind of. But it it was clear that it repels magic. It seems anything that were to make it do anything against its will. Uh... And. We'll shoot another arrow at Zer for a 29. That hits. Right? Can Caster just touch... Sorry, go ahead. Caster just touch, reach out and touch the crystal? You may. Uh, 15 points of damage. Okay, I'm going to try to catch that arrow. Um, so that's, uh, 1d10 plus my dex modifier plus my monk level, which is 7, and my dex modifier is 4, so it's 11, so I need a 4 on a d10. Okay, I catch the arrow. I'm going to send it right back to him. 25 minus any penalties. Okay. If I if I can't see him, you can roll a d100 and see if I'm even aiming in the right place. Or if you want me to make a perception check to see him. Well, regardless, it will disappear into the trees. Okay. Um, I don't think you'll hear anything audible. Um, so there... I'm. I'm not saying you haven't hit. I'm not saying you have hit. It just. It's. It's unknown. Either way, because I can't see it and I can't hear it. <laughs> so no. I'm just turn my attention back to the crystal. Castor, you said that you were going to touch it. All right. So you guys will feel uh, kind of a sinking feeling. Um, your rings will light up, and and as you do, uh, you're going to be transported somewhere. Um, lower down into the depths, uh, a place uh, kind of unknown, uh, but you will kind of all be together and and you know, as as a group standing in front of you guys will be um, a very distinctive looking item. Uh, let me go ahead and, and it's and it's just kind of floating. Uh, let me 
just that here, and then I'll put it on the map. Now, you guys will see just the hilt um, from this photo. So it is a, a silver-esque uh, hilt with with a very iconic-looking kind of, of look to it. It has a, um, a pointed end, a frilled, kind of detailed... Um, I would say pommel. It has a very intricate wisp of of like wind as like a, a finger or hand guard, and it, it's very rapier esque. Um, it, it's just kind of floating down there, and as you guys are are kind of chilling, relaxing, there is going to be a very familiar voice. Um, the uh, the thing itself will will kind of speak in Arwen's voice. Um, you've, you've finally found me. You're, you're here. Um, and there is going to be a, a visual alongside of it uh, that will kind of move from the mist uh, down below it and kind of form uh, the photo of, of Arwen that I had displayed earlier. There will be a blonde... Uh, Elven-looking female, uh, green kind of tarted clothing, um, a chest plate, um, some some like white leggings and like large brown slash green boots, um, very pointed ears and and fair skin with um, uh, I would I would say like a crystal blue like the exact color of the crystal blue eyes, and I think that's a perfect place to end it for the night. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and comment so we can bring more people to join the story with us. We want to thank Sirenscape as we use their sound systems for our sound effects and music. Check out the description if you want to know exactly which sets we used this episode. Thanks to Kobold Press, we use their monster write-ups to keep our players on their toes and you listeners on the edges of your seats. Join us next episode as we continue our story. Mm -hmm.